for a singer soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to another Living Life. A few years ago, I read a story about an uh, ancient Japanese warlord who lived in the 16th century. Uh, he had commissioned uh, just a huge statue of Buddha in his city, and it took 50,000 men five years to make this statue. Uh, how, how this warlord must have felt after this was done? Uh, he must have felt just so good, right, just looking at uh, the fruits of his labor. Uh, but not too long after that, not too long after it was completed, uh, there was this huge earthquake that hit the town, and the roof of the temple came crashing in and just wrecked the statue. Uh, the warlord, seeing this happen, uh, he looked upon the fallen statue, and he took a bow and arrow, and he just shot an arrow into it, screaming, you know, I put you here at a great expense. You couldn't even look after your own temple, uh, just screaming at the fallen statue of Buddha. And it shows that everything, eventually anything that is man-made, uh, whether it's some statue, some building, some colossus, whatever it may be, uh, that it will eventually, eventually uh, come crashing down. And as it's crashing down, it will break all the expectations that we have carried with it, or all the expectations that we put inside that item. Uh, today, as we meditate on the last half of Psalm 135, uh, we'll be able to take a look at what God has to say about idols and all the different idols that we tend to build up in our own lives and how they could come just crashing down at a moment's notice. Uh, so with that, join me in reading the rest of Psalm 135 together. Psalm chapter 135, verses 15 through 21. The idols of the nations are silver and gold made by human hands. They have mouths, but cannot speak, eyes, but cannot see. They have ears, but cannot hear, nor is there breath in their mouths. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. All you Israelites, praise the Lord. House of Aaron, praise the Lord. House of Levi, praise the Lord. You who fear him, praise the Lord. Praise be to the Lord from Zion. To him who dwells in Jerusalem, praise the Lord. The psalmist begins today's passage by writing this. He says in verse 15, uh, The idols of the nations are silver and gold made by human hands. Uh, they have mouth but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. Uh, they have ears but cannot hear, nor is there breath in their mouth. Uh, the idols in that world, they existed in that form. Uh, they were made by human hands, often made to look like humans or other uh, animals or something like that. Uh, but they were useless. They were silver, gold, uh, perhaps made out of other metals or wood. Uh, and as we look upon them, right, we tend to just kind of laugh, right? How could people worship stuff like that? You know, they literally built it with their own hands. How foolish could you be to be able to worship a piece of metal, uh, to worship a piece of wood, something that other people actually made with their own hands? Uh, they don't speak. You could tell they don't see anything. They don't hear. You can't converse with them back and forth. They have no breath that comes out of their mouth. Yet the people of Israel... And the people that lived in the Asian world, they were more than happy to take these literal idols as their gods, as their masters, and not just worship, 
but also sacrifice to them, often sacrificing their lives even for these hunks of metal and silver. And as we look back upon this, you know, ancient world, uh, we look at them, we kind of laugh, we say, how foolish, how barbaric can they be? How backwards were they? You know, how stupid could you be to be able to worship something like that? Uh, the problem is that the idols that existed long ago, well, those idols still kind of exist in our own world as well. That the idols, that the things that people make with their own hands or perhaps with their own minds, did not go away. And even today, we're often uh, find ourselves worshiping the idols of our own making. You know, the idols, they still exist today. You know, Tim Keller, the author of Counterfeit Gods, uh, he writes, an idol is anything that you consider more important to you than God. If you consider it more important to your life than God, then that in itself is an idol. It's anything that absorbs your heart, anything that absorbs your imagination more than that does. And that is an idol in your life. That if you seek it more than you seek God, then that in itself is an idol as well. You know, if you're unsure, right, if you're not sure, oh, is this an idol in my life? Uh, there are a couple ways that you can tell. Uh, there's one way is to think that if something is so central to your life that if you lose it, that your life will lose any meaning, that that would be an idol. Once again, if you end up losing this thing, right, and through the loss of that, you lose total meaning of your life, then you know that it is an idol. Now, today's idols are actually very sneakier. Uh, they're even scarier than the idols that we just read about, right? Uh, because those idols, you could see with your hands. You could see with your eyes, I mean, and you could feel them with your hands. Uh, but today's idols, you know, they're often not made of silver or gold, uh, but come from something even much deeper than that. Uh, they come from our hearts, often disguised as something good or something pleasant or something important. You know, whether it's our dependence on money, uh, whether it's our lust or the desire for sex or desire for power, or even our families or relationships or status or work or anything like that, all of those things could be idols in today's world. You know, if the ancients created idols with their hands, we today, we create idols with our very hearts, with our very desires, with everything that's inside of us. Uh, so today, we got to be able to ask the question, uh, what is the idol in my life? What is the idol that I am worshiping without really realizing it? What is something that started off perhaps as inherently good has now become a total devastating idol in my life? What is something that consumes me more than God consuming me? What is something that you feel that you cannot live without besides God? And once again, if you're not sure, right, think about it. Think about what consumes your thoughts throughout the day. And whatever the majority that takes up your brain space is, whether it takes up your heart, that's probably the idol that you carry. And once again, it could be something good as in your family, your relationships, your child, your work. All of these things are good. But once you elevate it into something that takes you even more, consumes you even more than your love for God, then that is the idol. Or another way that we could often find the idols in our lives is by checking our uh, browsing history, checking our bank statements, anything that consumes a majority of our attention, that, that's going to often be the idol. Because those are the things that are taking away what's in our hearts. You know, Psalm 135 is all about praising God. The first half of it, it outlines all the different reasons, all the different ways that we are to praise God. Then why is there a whole section devoted to idols that seemingly come out of nowhere? This part has nothing to do with praise. Why out of nowhere is a psalmist talking about idols. 
It's because if you have idols in your heart, you can't praise God. If you have something else in your heart taking you away from God, how can you praise God with everything that you have? If your heart is elsewhere, how can you see God? How can you feel God? How can you listen for God? And there's no way that you could actually praise God. No way that you could recognize His blessings, recognize what He's doing to you, doing for you, recognize His grace if you have these idols that is taking over the space in your heart. And therefore, it's impossible to be able to praise Him because God wants it all. If God doesn't have all of it, then it's impossible for us to be able to praise Him. So today, as we meditate on today's passage, let's take this opportunity to reflect on the contents of our hearts. Let's take this opportunity to reflect the contents of our minds and reflect the contents of our lives as well and, and, and be truly honest with ourselves and say, hey, am I really worshiping God with everything that I have? Or am I allowing my, my heart to be rented out to all of these idols? And as we remember that, let us be able to take all those things that might be taking the space of God and be able to surrender all of it, to let go all of it, and be able to instead use all of that space to be able to worship and praise God. Psalm 135, it begins with praise and it ends with a call to praise as well. As we end this month, and we go on to the next month of the summer, what better way to do it than to do it with praise? Uh, last three verses, it goes like this. It says, All you Israelites, praise the Lord. House of Aaron, praise the Lord. House of Levi, praise the Lord. You who fear him, praise the Lord. Praise be to the Lord from Zion, to him who dwells in Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Uh, we see a list of all of these different people here, right? Let's add our names as well. Uh, wherever you are, whoever you are, Let's just take this time to be able to praise God with everything that we have here today. Let us all pray together. Uh, dear Lord, we thank you for giving us today's message and just reminding us that in this psalm, in Psalm 135, that you call us to begin and finish everything with praising your name. Uh, but Lord, there are times in our lives when other things just take our attention, that other things take our hearts, that other things take our focus. Lord, we pray that we are able to just uh, have all of these idols revealed in our lives today. And as we pray and as we meditate on your word, that all of these idols that we've been carrying, that all the idols that we've been hiding, that they be able to come out of us here today. And they were able to just let go and surrender all of these things to you. We pray, Lord Father God, that we do not let anything, anything, not even our family, not even our workplace, not even our wealth, whatever it may be, let nothing take the space in our hearts that should belong to you and you alone. And we pray, Lord Father God, that if it has been doing so, that we're able to repent and just let go of all of it. Lord, all we desire is to be able to praise your name here today. Lord, we thank you and we love you, and we pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, I'm stepping in closer. CGM.